hell are we doing here? It's Monday. What do I? What? 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 Oh, why? Why are we on Skype like this? What's going on? Oh, what's What's going on here? Mark you caught me in the middle of drinking. What? The, well, I mean, that's pretty much any time of the day or night. I'm calling you. You're drinking. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving week, uh, for those of you that aren't in the United States, Thanksgiving is the week that we gorge ourselves on a lot of food, watch a lot of football, uh, all for the sake of giving Indians blankets with smallpox in them. Native Americans, you fucker. Sorry, Native Americans. I'm like a 16th Cherokee. I take offense to that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark's already drunk. I am. My ass point for the week is fuck this work bullshit. I'm tired of it. And there we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, work work has sucked because they bumped up all our deadlines because of the holiday and Yeah. Ugh, getting my ass kicked, but thankfully it's all done tomorrow. Whereas there's nobody at my work because they're all either just taking the week off to get rid of their vacation time or they're deer hunting. So, you yeah, know, driving to and from work for me is on two lane roads all the way, dodging deer that are getting away from deer hunters, uh, <laughs> getting to work. And I literally almost fell asleep at work at, at my desk this morning. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> well, well, after, what? after I present all the stuff tomorrow, like that's how the rest of my week will be. It's just like, oh. there's some work to do, but everybody's going to be off. And actually my drive to work was really nice because everybody's gone for the holidays. So yeah. there wasn't nearly as much traffic. I was scouring through network traces this morning and I'm just looking at it and all the code is just like melding together. I'm like, oh, my, my head dipped down like twice. I'm like, okay, time to go for a walk. Yeah. Nice. Not good. All right. All right. Let's we've, go through. we've gone two minutes and we're not talking video games. Let's do it. Woohoo! Uh, let's get through the regular stuff first. Uh, if you want to reach us, our new voicemail line is 715 502 9773. We're using one of those voicemails tonight. Uh, or if you have Skype, you can just call WDT Torgo. Uh, don't forget to check out our forums over on VGEVO.com. Or you can hit the little forums button on PS3 or PSNation.org. Blah, I'm looking at things on the screen. Uh, If you want to find us on Facebook, you just look for PS Nation Podcast. Our Twitter feed is HTTP slash slash Twitter.com slash PS3 Nation. And as always, don't forget to look for us on Furious Gamer Radio, which is at FuriousGamer.com. Or if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch or soon on an Android, uh, you can go out to the uh, iTunes App Store for 99 cents. You can grab this little app. For your iPhone or your iTunes, or, uh, iPod Touch, and you can stream all the uh, the video game podcast goodness out there, uh, like us, like 360 Nation, like uh, Post Game Report. Major uh, Nelson. Major Nelson's over there, uh, Uncle Gamer, <laughs> all kinds of shows. So uh, you can check that out. It's a really cool app. It works even over Edge, so it's pretty sweet. Uh, so done with that stuff. Hey, how about Yay. our wrong new releases? <laughs> Yeah, I updated it since Dante's Inferno isn't coming out till February. Yay! St. Elmo's Fire? <laughs> yeah, St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, well, first up, we've got the biggest movie game tie-in of the year. Oh my god! We've got James Cameron's Avatar, the game, based on the movie Avatar, which is not to be confused with Nickelodeon's Avatar, The Last Airbender. going to be a movie titled M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender for PS3. We also have 
Rogue Warrior for PS3. And finally, MX versus ATV Reflex for PS3 and PSP. The Reflex. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure we have a lot of listeners here for one reason and one reason only, and that's this next item. Uh, we redid it. Actually, I redid it. Mark uh, actually had to work late tonight, so uh, I did this. Uh, yes. I did this El Fresco, as, as you might say. Uh, but that's okay, because had... I didn't have a whole lot to add the first time around. <laughs> well, you've never even seen the game, I don't think. So, nope. <laughs> uh, you know, we got uh, Mr. Mark Rogers. He's the senior SCEA producer for uh, SOCOM Confrontation. And uh, came on with us to, or came on with me, to ask some of the questions that were posed by all of you out on the SOCOM forums and on the VGEVO forums. So give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, well, round two. Uh, we have Mr. Mark Rogers, who's the senior producer from SCEA for SOCOM Confrontation on the show. Uh, we talked to him last week, and uh, we just kind of decided we wanted to try to make this a little bit better, a little bit tighter, and uh, hopefully maybe even get a little more info out of him, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so, Mark, thanks for uh, thanks for coming back on and doing this with us again. Uh, no problem. And we're actually sans our Mark, our Savory Cade. He's working overtime tonight, so the poor guy uh, couldn't make it, but uh, I, I, hopefully I can handle it. So we, we've got some questions. Uh, normally what we do is we just ask questions uh, or ask for questions from people, and we just go kind of one by one. But this, in this case, we had a lot of questions that came from a numerous amount of people. And so what I did is kind of just threw a, a list of about 10 or 11 up, uh, that were kind of the most asked questions, and I, I figured we'd try to cover these as much as possible. All right, well, uh, the first question, obviously, uh, well, we're going to be talking about two different things here tonight. We, you know, we're talking about the 1.60 patch that's uh, coming and also the new DLC pack. So we wanted to see, first off, if we can get an overview of the DLC and the patch, uh, possibly you know, some pricing information, and also availability. Okay. So essentially, yeah, the um, uh, the DLC patch will be available uh, for uh, fourteen ninety nine. Uh, be available this winter, which is appropriate because the, uh, it has a winter theme. It's kind of an Arctic, Eastern European, Russian themed. Uh, sometime before that, the one point six will be deployed. The one point six is there. It has some own, you know, kind of it has some content in its own right, and it's also there to basically prepare all the users for the DLC content that's coming. Now. When you talk about the one, you know, the patch is going to come up before the DLC. Are you going to try to keep it, you know, within a week or two, or is it just going to be kind of close? Or do you, do you have any like solid plans for that yet? We believe that it's going to be about two weeks before the DLC is launched. Um, that's currently okay. what we're looking at. Um, okay. You know, kind of allow people to get used to the to the 1.6 content and also the changes within 1.6. You know, the the 1.6 comes with. You know, its own new special forces, the Dutch and the Italian special forces, um, together with all the, the new heads, bodies, and camo, plus the weapons and the weapon updates that uh, prepared it for the, uh, for the DLT. And so we just wanted to, that to sit just for a little while uh, with the community before we launched the DLT. Okay. And also regions. Is, is this going to be pretty much worldwide release, or is it going to be U.S. only? Is it going to be kind of uh, you know, tiered in any way? No, it's, it's actually going to be worldwide. 
the uh, the 1.6 is a worldwide release. We actually update all of our um, all the clients at the same time. So it's um, you know if you when you log in, you'll be asked to update, and if you if you refuse to update, you won't be actually allowed into the into the game. So it's it's something that's mandatory. And as I say, we need to kind of synchronize all users, and so that's the reason for it. And then the DLC obviously is optional. It's whether or not you wish to, to pay for it and download it. Okay. But it will be available in all, it will be available in all territories. Yeah. Okay. The next one that that comes up quite a bit, you know, this is a question that's actually asked quite a bit, and I think we actually have a couple more that might even touch on this later on, but are there any solid plans moving forward with SOCOM in terms of DLC? You know, kind of, I'm basically focusing on the current 1.6 and DLC and kind of looking forward to seeing the community's reaction to it. Confrontation is an extremely large community. It has more than uh, 70 million hours of of play have been actually uh, played on the on the title uh, since its launch, which is a lot of lot of hours. Every day, 20,000 games are also played, and so this places Confrontation as one of the highest performing Sony online titles. And as such, it is very highly valued, and we will continue to support it. You know, kind of. Uh, so I think that that's a that's a good statement. <laughs> so that's a yes. <laughs> it is a yes. You know, like you know. You know, 70 million hours of play, that's that's a lot of enjoyment, that's a lot of hours that have been played on it. And, you know, kind of, okay. these are the last figures that I've, I received. Okay. Now, one of the things that I, I wanted to touch on a little bit, and uh, a lot of people brought this up, but, you know, we saw the video of Seth Luisi uh, over on 1UP a while back talking about the DLC, uh, and that, you know, the plans were to release, like, a major... DLC release every three months, maybe even some kind of content, whatever it was, every month. And we obviously haven't really seen that. I mean, this game's been up for a while, and and we really haven't seen much of anything uh, besides a couple of, well, very nice patches, actually, in my mind. But I mean, is there anything that you can say to, to kind of address that that whole debacle, basically? You know, we, we haven't seen anything that, that was kind of semi-promised to the people, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people were looking forward to seeing what was going to come out. Right. Um, I'm not sure I'd phrase it as a debacle, but... Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> well... <laughs> well, okay. The, um, I suppose releasing the uh, DLC at regular intervals was the initial plan at the time that Seth discussed it. As the design for the DLC progressed, you know, kind of the elements coalesced into a kind of a single theme pack. And, you know, because, you know, kind of it, it kind of uh, took hold as a kind of a single entity. More features were added because you know they, you know, to support that, to, to support that theme. You know, f- for example, you know we um, we have special kind of weapon attachments that kind of kind of emphasise the the Arctic theme. You know, such as thermal scopes, and you know, kind of we also have uh, different you know colours of smoke and things like that, which would you know kind of be emphasised more for that particular you know kind of Arctic theme. And so from that, you know, kind of you know certain amount of features were added and, and so for the schedule was pushed. And so that's how I can basically explain how it happened. You know, kind of, um, okay. Well, the next one, this is probably one of the most hotly, <laughs> most hotly argued uh, topics over on the forums. Uh, and, and Gilligan is the one that actually kind of put this for, first, and form, uh, first and foremost on the questions that we had asked for. Uh, and that is, will user-created ranked rooms ever be implemented? This has been a subject of ongoing debate. You know, kind of, we feel that allowing the user-created rank rooms will allow the player to create kind of room conditions for the express purpose of ranking. You know, kind of, um, we understand this happens anyway. 
but it's not something right. we kind of wish to encourage. So it's it's not really something we have planned for. So you know, kind of that's you know, kind of that's currently where we stand with it. We don't want to to go through and um, you know, kind of encourage this. And so that, that's something we're not going to uh, to move forward with at the moment. Mm. See, one of, one of the things that that I mean, this is actually one that really was important to me and a lot of the people on our forums. Uh, we do a SOCOM Saturday every every Saturday, of course. <laughs> Someday I'll wake yeah. up. Uh, but, you know, we do it in a, in a regular created room. We don't, we don't pass for protect or anything, but, you know, we create a room out on a, a channel that's not really heavily used, so we don't get a lot of people that just come in to kick the crap out of us. But, you know, I've been playing this game since its inception, and I'm still at the very first rank because I only play with this group of people that I know, and... You know, I, I never get to rank up because I'm afraid to go on the rank servers because, quite frankly, a lot of those people are, are insanely good at the game. And this was one that really meant a lot to me, too. It, it'd be nice to be able to unlock some of the new stuff, and, and I really don't see a way for me to be able to do that with this game. Well, with, uh, with ranking and ranking up, within, you know, kind of SOCOM, SOCOM has a, you know, fairly flat kind of tree. You know, all the, the weapons and attachments and everything else are actually available to you straight off the bat and so you're not at any disadvantage if you don't rank up obviously you don't have the signature and you kind of you don't have those bragging rights but you know because the emphasis of confrontation was you know kind of um, you know kind of the competition we wanted to kind of keep the uh, integrity of the stats and this is one of the things that was initially designed into the game in order to do it and so you know, we're basically sticking with it for, for this particular title okay well that's too bad. I, I really like to see that. Uh, yeah, next one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one that you see a lot. I mean, a lot of people talk about it. And obviously, there's people out there that want it so that they can artificially rank up. I mean, that that's brutally honest. And I know a lot of people that would do that. But at the same time, it, it sucks because, you know, it, it ruins the game for a lot of other people. Or not ruins the game, but it detracts a little bit from, from the full experience of the game because they want to go out and rank up so they have the biggest EPNS. Essentially, well, it's yeah, That's it's right. kind of damned if you damned if you don't, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, you have impacts on the product either way, and yeah, we we do understand that, and we do look at the forums, and we do take what people say, and we do see, you know, kind of you know, certain frustration they have around this, but you know, kind of in discussing this, you know, kind of amongst ourselves, and also with the developer, this is the the course that we've taken, you know, kind of, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next question was, uh, will the character specialization system consist only of weapons and attachments, or is there going to be some kind of a perk system, kind of like Call of Duty? Mm. The specialization system is, is weapon-centric, which is kind of consistent with, you know, SOCOM, where player kind of defines their class by the weapons and gear that they hold rather than in an ability of the character. So within the special, specialization, you specialize in, you know, kind of primary and secondary weapons. You know, by specializing in a weapon class, the player can gradually increase the effectiveness of the class you know, with use. So if you say you had a shotgun, um, you could improve the range, recoil, and the damage that that weapon does gradually over time. In addition to that, we've also included that the player can also earn command equity for kills and assists in ranked games. Um, and this unlocks attachments kind of for your secondary weapon and then for your primary weapon you can unlock attachments and then also a new weapon and these are kind of unlocked at stages as your command equity increases so it's a allows a progression path for you know higher end players people that 
that, that play a great deal and specialise in a particular area. So it's something that we wanted to encourage. And so it's, uh, yeah, we're very pleased with it. it uh, we think it's you know, going to add a lot to the game. It allows people to specialise in their class. And so you get a team which is made of people with you know, kind of different skill sets, and those skill sets are encouraged. So we, we like that a lot. All right. I know a lot of talk has been about the uh, the new game mode that w- that was announced uh, called Arms Run. So I was wondering if you could kind of give us an overview of what Arms Run is all about, and then maybe after that, just go into generally what what the new DLC is going to entail. You know, how many maps, what kind of maps, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it features a new game mode. Um, it's a variant of the SOCOM control game type. Um, it uses uh, multiple missile launchers as the objectives. Within the map, the MERC goal is to find and activate at least three of these missile launchers, um, well, at least two of the three missile launchers in, or, in any order. Um, and the SEAL mission is to locate and destroy at least two of the launchers. The MERC team can actually see the location of the launcher at the start of the game, but the commando has, commandos actually have to locate the launcher before you know, the location is essentially known to its entire team. And so... You know, kind of, it's a it's a very interesting mode, and you know, kind of, you know, the QA group here, Quality Assurance Group, actually you know, plays the game a lot, and uh, they like it. So it's nice now, because at the are end, the, are the are the launchers randomly placed on the map, or they're always going to be in the same spot? No, they're actually uh, randomly placed, but in locations that are kind of preset, so that we can, you know, we have a good idea of the flow uh, through the map. You know, the the flow and access to certain of these engagement points is very important for us. We we want to be able to test the playability of that, so we go through and test that thoroughly. Um, huh. Also, okay. the watching- well, and then the, uh, the well, the DLC in general. I mean, we've seen some things written up, but. I don't know if you could just give, give us kind of an overview of what we're going to be getting for this fifteen dollars uh, in terms of maps, in terms of assets, you know, new costumes, whatever, new gear. The DLC is a it's a it's a very large downloadable content. Really, it effectively doubles the the current available content in the game. As I said before, it's a, kind of a theme packed around Arctic, kind of Russian themed. Um, it has five new maps. Three of them are based on classic maps, and they're kind of highly anticipated by the community. That's uh, Blizzard, Vigilance, and Night Stalker. All the maps are recreated from the ground up for the PS3, as with the original uh, original maps we released with the title. Um, that's all new textures, effects. All can be played with up to 32 players. Uh, some of these maps were originally 16-player maps, but they can be uh, played with up to 32, and they work very well with those. All come with day and night variants as well. Um, huh. So that's... Uh, yeah. We have, uh, as well as the three classic maps, we have uh, two completely new maps. One is Uprising, which is a, a kind of a war-torn uh, town, and then Entrapment, which is an, uh, an abandoned military kind of subway station, kind of a major subway station, which is also really, really interesting to, to actually go through the tunnels of the station. And then we also have some you know, kind of newly bored tunnels and partly finished areas. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting map, that. Now, do the new weapons come with the patch or with the DLC, or do both have new weapons? Both have new weapons. You know, kind of um, with the with the pack itself. You know, kind of the Cold Front pack. We have you know, kind of the Russian uh, Spetsnaz, and they uh, you know, kind of they come with all the um, associated gear and uh, you know, kind of weaponry that we have with those. And then we also have a new Arctic Mercenary Force. And that also has new VO, you know, multiple, you know, kind of heads, uh, various, you know, kind of variants of armor. We have seven new primary weapons, um, kind of eight new attachments, 
including the thermal scope. We also have uh, an underbarrel shotgun as well, the uh, uh, M87. Uh, and then there's also new types of grenade an uh, ammunition, such as uh, coloured smoke, and then there's also some flashbangs as well. There's a lot of content. When you're actually going through, you know, we have whole new scores for the levels as well, and as well as new VO um, and new environmental effects. And so it really gives the, the player a very, very different feel. We have new weather effects, you know, footsteps in the snow, blizzard conditions, which reduce visibility. You know, kind of on blizzard, it really does live up to its name now. And um, hmm. we've, uh, we've actually started to release, you know, some of the uh, videos of the levels so people can get a, uh, a better understanding of them. And so you'll be able to see the weather effects in those. You know, there's deep snow, which you can hide in parts of it. It'll also reduce your speed of movement through certain of the heavy drifts. Um, and then also we have, you know, torrential rain downpours in some of the other levels. And they're all meant to you know, kind of give the, they not only have a visual kind of impact as far as the quality of the level itself, but, you know, from a gameplay standpoint, you know, kind of there is more movement on screen, so the player has to know what they're going to be focusing on. And you know, so it does have, you know, kind of gameplay implement, you know, kind of implications there as well. In addition to that, we also have mounted turrets as well, which is something that the community really, you know, kind of uh, asked for. And so we have all of those on the new maps. And so that's, uh, you know, kind of, you'll also be able to see those in the videos we supply. And those will be available on uh, silicon.com on the blog uh, for people okay. to go and see. So what are, what are some of the bigger changes that the uh, 1.60 patch is going to change for the original game and the original maps? Essentially, the 1.6 adds, adds new special forces. Um, we have some new weapons associated with those. But also, we do uh, have some weapon updates that allow us to balance some of the weapons more in, so that they, they balance with the, the DLC content a, a little better, you know, kind of as far as the, you know, certain weapons having uh, 50 cal ammunition as opposed to others. And so we've made some slight adjustments there so that it, it brings it in line and you know, kind of allows the, the DLC content to actually work and, and balance with it a little better so that people who have the DLC can't go and you know, kind of completely overwhelm people that don't. <laughs> we know a lot of those people. <laughs> um, <laughs> we try and be fair. Oh, it's, it, we even have some guys that play with us you know, on Socom Saturdays that you know, they're, they're in pretty substantial clans and everything else that just come in and pretty much just mow us over. It, it's always a thrill when we kill one of those guys. Well, yeah, but you know, if they are playing with weapons that are the same as, same as you, and so you know, kind of, it's, it's their inherent skill. I'm not putting you down or anything, but you know, kind of, um, <laughs> that is one of the hallmarks of, of SOCOM is the inherent skill of the player, and it's what the player brings to the brings to the game. You know, kind of, um, that makes them who they are. So, yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, we'll ask this one just because he never thought I'd ask it, but uh, this is from our buddy Tears of Ash, who uh, always comes up with the weirdest questions. Uh, so I figure we'll uh, we'll use this as kind of a palate cleanser. Uh, will I ever be able to make a female character? I'm tired of being a dude. There's a beautiful flower inside my gamer mind that just wants to bloom, you know? Wow. It wants to bloom. Um, <sighs> Socom is an authentic, you know, kind of, it's seen as authentic. And up to now, that's meant kind of an all-male force. There are, however, some special forces um, that do allow active female members, but the writer may have to wait some time to express that, basically, in a flower in order to bloom. So, yeah, uh, for confrontation, we don't have any, any plans to add female characters. Adding female characters does have a, 
uh, and overarching, we do have to record different uh, motion for female characters. It just doesn't look right if you have a female character being driven by male, you know, kind of motion. It, it just it just looks all wrong. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, or, or you, you know, could get him to come in and do the mocap. Maybe he's found that woman inside him. You never know. You know, kind of, um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we might get into a totally different area there with him, I think. So, so that's really that's really where we are with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so here here comes one of the 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 quote unquote tougher questions, I guess. Uh, this is coming coming from our buddy Mr. DeBucket. Uh, he's asking, is it true that after Cold Front and 1.60 that the Slant Six team will be abandoning SOCOM confrontation? I ask this because your European counterparts have hinted at it already. Yeah, the short answer is um, no. We're not abandoning confrontation. You know, kind of, as I say, you know, kind of, you know, it's it's you know one of the highest performing Sony online titles, and we'll continue to support it. You know, kind of, uh, as far as you know, kind of SOCOM moving forward, over 13 million SOCOM titles have been sold to date. You know, kind of, I think that the team orientated play at office is unique. And, you know, kind of the franchise it's, itself is something that, you know, Sony really values. And you know, more to that, I, I cannot really say. So uh, how about the other rumor that, that Zipper actually has another team working on a SOCOM 4? Oh, that I can't comment on, you know, kind of. Um, oh, okay. You know, yeah. All right, guys, I tried. <laughs> you did try. Uh, all right. Yeah, I tried. I had to. Well, all right. Well, the last question, this is actually one that I saw quite a bit as well. With the patch, are we going to be able to switch clan factions to try out the new weapons uh, and camo without disbanding our clan? I suppose this feature was part of the original design to to encourage uh, clan loyalty. And after reading the forums, you know, kind of, I really believe it should be relaxed. Um, however, we do prioritize the changes we do make to the build in each of the patches. And up to now... Other changes in addition have kind of taken priority, but it is on our list, and it is something that we've we've looked at. As I say, it was part of the original design, and that's the reason why it's in there. But it's just that other changes, other mods that we've we're making to the title, we deemed as kind of having a, a greater effect or a greater positive effect to a larger number of individuals. Okay, I think that's pretty much wrapped it up with everything that 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 we saw on the on the forums. That was you know reasonable. Well, and and you talked about you know we're hopefully going to see this sometime in the winter, which that's kind of a a window at least that we know it's coming. Uh, was there mention that like for the first twenty four hours it's going to be nine ninety nine for the DLC, and then it goes to fourteen ninety nine later on? Yes, I believe that it has been released. You know, kind of as far as uh, as far as that, as that information, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I think we kind of skipped over that before. So, all right, Mark. Thanks much for coming on and talking to us about this stuff. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are really, really anticipating this, this DLC and the patch especially, and uh, I being one of them, I, I honestly do really love playing this game, and uh, you know, I play it once a week, but that once a week is always quite a blast. We get on there and we have a very good time uh, with almost a full server every time, so uh, it's something that I honestly enjoy, and, and uh, you know, my, my sincere thanks for coming on here to talk to us about Probably a couple things you guys didn't want to talk about too much. But no, no, I, and it's great to hear that you enjoy the game and play it regularly. And you know, kind of, we're really looking forward to seeing how everyone, you know, kind of reacts to the to the uh, to the DLC. You know, kind of Cold Front, I think is is going to be uh, you know a great addition to the to the title. And I'm looking forward to everyone having it. So that's going to be good. 
All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll get you back on to talk about the uh, the, the the DLC after Cold Front, and uh, we can get some info from you on that. Cool. I, I look forward to coming back on. All right. You have a good night, sir. Thank you. All right, well, our thanks to not only Mr. Mark Rogers and to Katie NPR, but our thanks to the folks over at the SOCOM.com forums, even the ones that are bashing on me that I'm a mouthpiece or I'm a, what, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a pawn. Yes, my yeah. thanks to the pawn, Torgo. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the people that said that we were hired by Sony to do this. Dude, I wish. Yeah, can you guys tell Sony that they sent the check somewhere else because we never got it? I, I'm just letting you know. So... <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't have to work all this overtime if I was getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're actually going to set up something pretty soon, hopefully maybe a week before release for uh, Fire Fireteam Bravo 3 on the PSP as well. So I think we're going to – I believe the release date for that is early January, so we're going to try to get them on right before the release of that game as well. And Mark actually saw that game. I did. I saw that when we were at the blog meetup. Yeah. And honestly, that is the only SOCOM game I think I've ever actually seen in action. My apology <laughs> to SOCOM fans. It's just not my thing. How dare you not like SOCOM? <laughs> uh, all right. They got some serious passion for their game, though. I'll give them that. that that's some serious passion. That, uh, yeah. Serious. There was like eight threads going on at once about this Q&A. Well, that, yeah. Hopefully, it was, hopefully it lived up to their expectations, but I, I don't expect I, it to. I, have. I hope so. You just got to remember sometimes that, yeah, I, I, I tried. I, I asked a couple questions. I in my head, I knew he wasn't going to answer, but I still had to ask him. So, yeah, I, I tried. All right. Uh, normally, this is where we do the news, but guess what? There really was no no news because we just recorded last week, a few days ago. So uh, go eat some turkey and watch some football, or if yeah, you're not in or, the United uh, States, kickball, kickball, or. Uh, Drink a warm beer or uh, um, eat tea and crumpets. Eat tea and strumpets. Sure, crumpets. <laughs> Does nobody watch Dumb and Dumber around here? Uh, no, not for a long time. Uh, maybe she'll invite us in for tea and strumpets. All right, you actually set all this up with this this contest, so I'll let you yes, take the, the, or the, the lead on this. More one. like Hudson set it up with us. <laughs> all right, well, tell us all about it. Yes, well, we gave away, or are giving away, a copy of Military Madness Nectaris for the PlayStation Network. You may or may not have heard of this game before. Uh, If you've listened to the show for a while, we're going to be ashamed of you if you haven't, since this is one of the most premier TurboGrafx-16 titles ever. Hell yeah. And it is a brand new 3D remake of said title. Hell yeah. So... Last week, we gave you a bunch of questions to answer, and it was also posted on our site. Uh, the questions were as follows. Number one, uh, how many players can participate in online multiplayer? Number two, what is the air attack range of the Hawkeye unit? And number three, how many different PlayStation systems have games in the Military Madness series been released on? Well, we had 18 correct answers. Wow. Uh, number one, you can play up to four players online. Number two, the Hawkeye has a range of two to five spaces. And three, it has been released on two different PlayStation systems. The current one, uh, Military Madness Lectaris, obviously has been released on PSN or PS3. 
And there was another remake of Military Madness called Nectaris, <laughs> originally enough. Wow. Released on the PlayStation 1. And that one actually included like a map editor and stuff. It sounded kind of cool. You know, I'm kind of pissed at myself because I did see that once, but I I just wasn't thinking and I didn't buy it. Mm. Very upset with myself. You should have. You should have. Yes. I shall punish right. myself later. Well, of the 18 different correct answers, we randomly selected one. Actually, I had my wife pick the, a random number. She picked number 11, which turned out to be Mr. Jeremy Lamont. So ah. you, sir, have won a code for Military Madness. Woohoo! I will uh, send your info on to Hudson. I don't know if they're going to send you the info or the code directly or if they're going to give it to us to pass on to you. So I will find that out as soon as I can. All right. Congratulations, sir. Woohoo! All right. And uh, keep listening to this very episode because we're going to be giving away a lot more stuff in a bit. Indeed. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, All that right. came out of nowhere. <laughs> this one dude on Twitter is getting pissed off because every time I post mag beta codes, he misses it by like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Rita or something like that? Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Not my fault. You should have Twitter on 24-7, goddammit. You never know when we're going to be giving something away. That's never. what I do. Pretty much. I just sleep with my iPhone next to me and just wait for it to go beep. I really don't. <laughs> All yeah, right. You do. Yeah. So, uh, did you play anything the last few days? Not really. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Dude, it's been like four days. I Actually, I played a lot, though. Let me think. I'll go first, then. Let's see what we recorded Wednesday last week. What the hell did I do on Thursday? Um, beat yourself senseless with a dead fish. No. Oh, actually, we were out somewhere because I came back and then we were practicing military madness for uh, the Hudson game night that you missed. Right. Because that's what I did on Friday. We had the Hudson game night where a bunch of us from VGEvo.com got together with uh, some of the marketing guys from Hudson, including our buddy Zaku Pilot. And uh, some of the people from Digital Eclipse, is that right? Uh, Backbone. Backbone, I'm sorry. They're all the same company, I just can't remember what they go by. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, played random people, and they had a chance to win some Military Madness dog tags. So that's what we did Friday night. And uh, afterwards, I played some Peggle on PS3. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Fucking love that game. Hey, I triple dipped on it now. There's no fail in Peggle. You got oh, that? there's fail. There's massive fail. No, there Jeez. isn't. Um, shit. I played a little bit of God of War collection last week. I've only gotten through like the first boss in God of War 1, but you know, God of War 1 cleans up a shitload better than I thought it would. Yeah, I was surprised. I was too. Obviously, like everybody's right. The cutscenes look awful. In <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> Well, they're the well, okay. exact same cutscenes from the first game. They didn't clean. They didn't clean them up at all, though. No, but correct me if I'm wrong, because it looks like the cutscenes were pretty much done in engine, and then just kind of cleaned up in post processing, where they added more effects. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because that's what it looks like to me, and that's my guess as to why they didn't bother to redo them. Because I don't think it was as simple as like you know reencoding the video or anything like that. I think they would have had to like redo everything. Right. So it is a little jarring because the game looks better than the cutscenes now, but <laughs> it works. It's like anti Square Enix. Yeah, it's kind of funny seeing that start up though, and like 
the, the characters are a lot flatter than I remember because right. you can actually just see like Kratos's back is flat and like all the texture and musculature is just painted on in the texture. Or no, it's like three hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but I'm surprised and very impressed with how well that did clean up. I'd say the backgrounds in it suffer more than anything else, because they're good, but they're just a little simplistic and not textured all that much. Wait until you play God of War 2. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to play through the first one before I touch the second one. Yeah. So it'll be a little while. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, No, it's cool. I'm really impressed with what they've done so far. I booted up the Pinball Heroes for PSP, and I played two (laughs) seconds of the Uncharted table. That was about it. Um, I booted up Creature Defense on PSP, and that was about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't play a whole lot. I play, actually did end up playing a couple hours of Fantasy Star Zero on DS, because everybody who listens to the show knows I'm a complete Fantasy Star whore. And Jess, I got an extra copy of it from Gamefly, so Jess and I tried some co-op in it. And it is just like the old PSO. Ah. including the fact when you do multiplayer it ramps up the difficulty on everything like enemies are way tougher but they they like give out more experience and stuff too but we were burning through all like our healing items in the first two rooms when we went through it because it was so much tougher but it's ah. still good i still really like it and i don't know i'm kind of torn because i really prefer the pso style than like what they did with fantasy star universe and fantasy star portable the thing is, like, Fantasy Star, like, Universe and Portable look so much better. I don't necessarily... I, I hate the designs, actually, in Fantasy Star Universe, like, the character designs and even the monster designs to a certain extent. But it, it's going to be a tough call, because, like, Fantasy Star Portable 2 is leaning even more towards Fantasy Star Online than Fantasy Star Portable 1 did. So it's like they're trying to fix what Universe broke to begin with. And the, the Zero team is actually helping out with, like, programming Portable 2. So, I actually, I have the Japanese demo downloaded, but I haven't played it yet. So, I really got to do that, because I want to see, like, how close it's getting. Because if, if they get it just close enough, I'll be much happier with that. Because there's just certain parts of, like, the Zero online part of it that I really, really prefer. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's me, I guess. But, you know. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yes, Not that it Portable is. isn't fun. It's just... Not as cool, in my opinion. But a lot of that probably has to do with nostalgia for the original. All right, I'm done rambling about that. Man, (laughs) I drank way too much tonight. (laughs) Nerd! All right, so me... uh, Well, first off, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, So I got rid of all my movie channels for my cable company. It's just... It's too expensive. Inconceivable. And, well, but I figure, I, I started looking at it, and Netflix, even though you can't get all the good stuff streaming, I can still rent Blu-rays, you know, one at a time, and it's only 12 bucks a month, compared to, like, over 40 bucks for all these movie channels, and I own over 1,000 movies. So if I want noise, yeah. I'll throw a DVD And Laserdiscs. And Laserdiscs. 248, to be exact. So what I, what I did is I got rid of that, and then I figured, I've got the streaming thing, I got a disc for both PS3s, and I figured my first Blu-ray, because again, like I said last week, I rent movies I'm not going to buy. I'm buying Star Wait, Trek. Wait, how do you get a disc for a second PS3? You just have to request another one. It's right in there. Really? Yeah, it's easy. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you just go in and that. hit request, boom. Because I actually got both of mine at the same time. So huh. I rented Bayformers 2. Uh, Ugh, son of a... We God, had an and, argument about this last week. And, and, I, was, and I was twittering about it because, you know, that's the thing. I, I have this account... 
I pay 12 bucks a month. I get to rent Blu-rays off that account and everything else. It's no additional cost. So I got this piece of crap and I Twittered about it a few times. Apparently I gave away a spoiler. Yeah, right. But what a piece of utter crap. Just crap, 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 crap. Crappity, uh-huh. crappity, crap. So fuck you, Michael Bay. And that's my ass point of the week. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I rented that, but I you know I, I've been streaming some other stuff and, and having uh it's been pretty nice. So did that. Well then this weekend I had a land party with my with my uh Wisconsin Death Trip clan, uh which is you know mainly PC gaming. So went down to lacrosse. Hooked up the computers and uh, played a bunch of Battlefield 2 with the new patch, which was just awesome. It was especially great because we have all these new guys that are there to play, like, uh, Team Fortress 2 and, you know, the Steam stuff. And every time we put in, can't we just play some more Team Fortress? And I told him to shut the fuck up and get get killed <laughs> like you're supposed to be. So, yeah, fuck those kids. So, uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, we played a lot of Battlefield 2, which was awesome. Uh, played a b- bunch of Counter Strike Source, which I can handle. Uh, played a bunch of Team Fortress 2, which I am officially over. I think it's just terrible. Uh, the visuals are neat, but I just, it's, I hate the gameplay. I cannot find one gun in that game that I like. I just, I, I don't like it. So, I'm done with it. Uh, played some Left 4 Dead 2 on somebody else's PC. All right. It, it's, you're killing zombies in the daylight. I I try, I played it for over an hour, and I just am not feeling it. So I will not be buying that game. Uh, it does look a lot better on the PC than the 360 version, though, again. It looks a lot better. Uh, also, it was kind of funny because uh, real late Saturday night, my buddies are all hammered, and uh, a couple of them were playing Operation Flashpoint on the PC. Wow, does that game look good on the PC. Like, really, really good. So... Watching them play it, try to do stuff in the in the choppers and everything, and it's it's got a lot more realism than than like a Battlefield Two or whatever. And like the, they're drunk off their asses trying to do this stuff, and and my buddy Josh hits some button on his keyboard, and all of a sudden he just literally like explodes. So the guy that was flying the <laughs> chopper is like, "There's blood all over the cockpit." So I don't know if he found the, <laughs> I don't know if he found the Diddy Mao button where like you you put the gun in your mouth and <laughs> I don't know I, I was like what the hell just happened but you know successful land and we know it was successful because uh, one of our buddies got so loaded that he fell off of a uh, stationary chair not once not twice but thrice so uh, successful land in a lot of people's opinions. <laughs> Oh, and uh, I, fu- I found out that the bartender in Lacrosse, which is two hours from where I live, uh, I know her father. So that's kind of funny, too. She's from here. So that was pretty weird. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, th- all that was going on. Uh, played a little bit more Gran Turismo on the PSP, a couple more laps or a couple more races. Um, also played a ton of the Pinball Heroes uh, tables so that I could review them tonight. Uh, actually played, and it wasn't at a full charge, but I played them for, gosh, at least probably three or four hours uh, until my PSP Go battery died. <clears throat> so I'll be talking about those a little bit later. Also, while I was getting the editing done last Thursday, played one round of the Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta, which uh, I've been giving away some codes here and there the last few days. But holy crap, just in that one round that I played, it's 
Well, number one, it doesn't have the Vaseline cam anymore. I mean, it, it, you can actually see what's going on. Huge maps, really, just really good. So I'm hoping to get a lot more gameplay on that in the next few days and, and just really pound on that. Also, looking forward to the uh, Mag Beta update tomorrow. Uh, well, by the time you're listening to this Me today. too. Yeah, uh, but uh, the 4.5, which they extended out to December 5th, uh, we've got a hundred codes. I've been giving them away like all day, basically on t- on Twitter and on VG Evo. So I might uh, even play. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you should. What team are we supposed to be on? Uh, we're. I, I just made the the call because everybody was like, "What? Where are we gonna go? What faction are we gonna be on?" So I just said, "Let's go Valor." So we're all going Valor. I have the I have it right in front of me, so I know I'm not screwing up. We're all going Valor. Mm. So VG Evo, and actually. Um, if we all do go Valor and we get enough people uh, in our VG Evo clan over the next couple of weeks, we have been uh, challenged by the Joystick clan. So Andrew wants to have a big hmm. throwdown. So we'll sign on to play with them and they'll just snub us? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Or they just won't realize we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they didn't go Valor. That's the only problem. But uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew and I were talking at length on IM on uh, Friday about it. And uh, they want to have a big throwdown if we can if we can arrange it in the in the beta. If not, we'll do it when the full game comes out. It comes out in January. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this new client because it's apparently very close to the gold code. So, hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to see you know how much polish we're going to see. Uh, and other than that, she's a little bit. Uh, what else did I play? Not not a lot because I edited the show Thursday and. Put it out Friday, and I went right down to lacrosse on Friday, and it's Monday today. So I, I got home and I did the interview right away. So yeah, I haven't really had a lot of time for gaming. So uh, yeah, it's about it. Not a lot. Nice. This is what happens when yeah. we have to record early for for a holiday or something. Yeah, and I get drunk. <laughs> and Mark gets drunk. So well, we were gonna do a break, but we ain't that far in. So why don't we just keep going? Oh, and I don't yeah. need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like that'd be a bad thing. So uh, I played one round of this, so I can throw in a little bit, but not much. Uh, but review of Military Madness Nectaris for the PSN, uh, since you obviously got some gameplay in on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like as I mentioned before, this is one of our very favorite TurboGrafx-16 games. Uh, it's been remade quite a few times, like we also said, for PS1. Uh, it's, they have what, a cell phone port. There is yeah. a sequel coming out for iPhone. There was right. an, a sequel on Turbo Graphics that only came out in Japan. I mean, the game's been around for a while. Oh yeah. And at its core, it's, it's essentially just a really basic turn-based strategy game. This isn't RTS at all. It's, it's basically like a hexagon grid with tanks as chess pieces. So, I mean, your whole goal is, like, it's it's two or more armies facing off against each other. You either wipe out the enemy or take over their base, and then you win. So, it, it's pretty easy. It's got, oh, crap, I can't remember the exact number now. Like, was it 30 maps for the single player or something? Mm, I'm not sure on the PSN one. Yeah, it. well, the, here's the thing. I was going to bring this up a little later, but I'll bring it up now. The maps in it are the exact same maps that were in the TurboGrafx one. Like, this is a remake completely. Now, this is either a good or a bad thing, depending how you look at it. If you're a diehard Military Madness fan, you're probably sick of these maps. If you have never played it before or, like, are waxing nostalgic for the old version, it might be kind of cool. Uh... 
I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhere in between. I never, you know, got that hardcore into the game. So it took me a little bit before I realized like, Hey, these are kind of familiar. But then once I did and like, I did some more reading, I'm like, well, it's cool that they did that. But at the same time, it seems like the easy way out. And then there's, there's no extra ones. And like I, I mentioned in the contest thing, the PS one military madness version had a map editor and this one doesn't. So I know this is a $10 download game, so I'm not really going to knock it for not including something like that, but right. it just seems like they, they, you know, okay, if they're like porting those same maps, like the PS1 version had a hell of a lot more maps than those initial 30, so why not, you know, convert some of those so there are some more? But I honestly don't know. It, I mean, the game looks pretty good. It's not the best looking 3D game you'll ever see. Um, I think my biggest complaint is that when you're on the actual like map part of it, it's tough to tell your vehicles apart because they're all ba- most of them are basic variations of tanks and other vehicles, so they look kind of similar. Now, when you do a battle, they go to like you know this little cinematic battle sequence where you see the 3D models like blast each other. And if you've ever played something like Advanced Wars, it's basically that where you see one side shoot and then the other shoots and then. Some of them blow up depending on you know what your uh, your numbers were. Right. So not the most exciting. I think they could have maybe spruced that up a little bit. I don't really see any reason why they couldn't have. And eventually, you'll probably just want to kind of turn those animations off. Uh, so that brings you like you'll after the battle, you see the little numbers like subtract from each of your units depending on the the damage, and. It, I think it could have been a little more prominent because it's really small on each unit. Like the numbers just kind of pop up and disappear. So I would have liked to see that a little better, but, uh, like I, I'm kind of complaining a lot, but it does play just like the old military madness. And that honestly is a good thing. Like I said, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty basic strategy game, but that that's not bad. That means you don't have to deal with like resource management like an RTS. You basically get your pieces and you battle it out. It's all about the tactics. Uh, you've got like the terrain modifiers. Like depending on higher terrain, you'll get a better bonus. If you surround opponents, you get a better bonus, and you can get like support modifiers if you're like defending or even attacking. Like when your units are close by, so it like it, it's still very tactical, despite being simple and like I, I do compare it a bit to advanced wars because it you know it's a, like i said a basic strategy strategy game but advanced wars was still kind of based around the rock paper scissors method where you had like inter- infantry versus tanks versus air support or whatever it was and this goes deeper than that it's not so simplified a system I don't know. It, it still works really really well. The basic fundamentals of the game hold up so well that it does almost feel timeless and that's really, really cool. Right. And while, you know, the, the battle scenes may be a little lackluster, everything looks good on the map. You know, there is the problem of not being able to tell your units apart that much, but you can zoom in, zoom out. All the stuff looks good. And as far as recreating the original maps go, they did a great job. Sure. I would have liked to see some more, but what's there is really well done. And if you've, I mean, it's been what, 20 years since the original came out. So yeah, I imagine there's not a whole lot of people who have experienced this, so maybe it's not such a bad thing that they did that. Uh, the other big add-on to this one is the online multiplayer, where you can play up to four people. And the online multiplayer is actually really fun. 
now it's time consuming and kind of slow paced just because yeah it's a turn-based strategy game right so it's not going to be quick what they do is you can set the number of turns and they can set a time limit so you'll have both going you know once the turns run out the game ends and whoever's doing the best wins now the time limit like every time it's your turn the time ticks down so when we were doing the game night with hudson last week i think we had it set to like 15 minutes per person and 12 turns so you know the time would tick down um and it would be all over the place like if you got you through your turn really quick you know you had a lot of time left and in the match i played the guy who won actually ran out of time which basically freezes you so it'll say you ran out of time and you can either stay on as a spectator or you just exit the game so uh there was only like one turn left it was me repeat from the vg evo forums and another random guy and uh the other random guy had already lost and left <laughs> now it was and i had been ki- yeah i'd been killed off so it was down to him and repeat and repeat was assaulting his base and he had guys left in his base and he ran out of time so he was kind of screwed he couldn't attack anymore but there was one turn left and repeat couldn't manage to knock out the guys defending his base oh. in that one turn so he still won regardless wow so yeah it was pretty damn cool so I wait, like he actually had exited the game, but he I messaged him afterwards because he still won the Hudson dog tags because he technically won. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And to capture that, like, you know, you've got your tank units and there's a couple air units, but there's also infantry units. And if you can get an infantry unit to a base, you automatically t- you can basically take it over and win the game. And there's also factories, which are the other big sticking point in maps where everybody will be vying to capture this factory because there's more units inside that you can bring to your side. And if you put a damaged unit in the factory, it repairs them. So they're pretty much integral to winning the game. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain it like this because I don't, you know, most people are so used to real time strategy games. And I've seen a lot of reviews knocking this for not like, well, where's the resource management? How do I build units? It's like you don't. That's not what this game's about. Yet they no, never, they, yet they never bagged on Advance Wars about that. Jesus, right? I know, and it's it is ridiculous. I think if you're into strategy games, ten dollars is a steal for this game. I mean, the campaign is like thirty odd maps, and the sad thing is, as cool as online multiplayer is, like I don't think really many people are playing it. It's hard to find a game. You know, it, it's funny too because this is the only console game I could ever get my cousin David to play. And he would come over to my house when I lived down in Kansas City, and, and we would play this game constantly. And yeah, you know, it, it's it's definitely one that that I will play quite a bit on the PSN. And it's nice to hear that it's pretty much just a remake of the PlayStation or uh, the Turbo Graphics version because it's an awesome game. And and quite honestly, if this game didn't exist, Advance Wars would not exist. I mean, it's that close no. of a game. So if you liked Advance Wars, go well, OG on this actually, and find out. Not, no, you're, I think you're actually kind of wrong on that one. I'm not. Because Advance, no, Advance Wars started as Famicom Wars on the original Famicom, which yeah, came before sucked. the TurboGrafx. <laughs> so, uh, no, they, they all go kind of hand in hand. No, this game is a lot of fun. And, oh, I almost forgot, the other big addition to this one is it's only in multiplayer maps, but you now have a new unit called the Commander. Which is basically like a walking mech. And you have, you know, as usual, like a unit of eight of them. But when you start a match online, you can assign abilities to your commander unit and you get points to do it. And I think as you play ranked games online, you can actually level up and get more points to put into it. 
but you can do things like upgrade the commander itself to make it more powerful or move further. But you can give it support upgrades where units within like a certain range will get bonuses to like their damage and all that kind of stuff, which really adds another element to the gameplay. It's just a shame that I don't think it's ever going to go that far because finding a ranked match is probably going to be a little tough. Yeah. I mean, I would almost, I would recommend hitting up the Hudson entertainment forums and trying to find people there to play with if you want to play, because, you know, just randomly trying to find a match some night isn't going to be that successful. Mm. By the way, you were right. So, Famicom Wars came before Nectaris. Damn you. Told you. Told you. Well, there was a Nectaris before the TurboGrafx one. It was on the uh, X68000. X68, ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, they're all similar. Like, a lot of games oh, no, wait, came no, out at no. that time that were pretty similar. I'm sorry. The TurboGrafx one was first. Out of those, out of Nectaris. Okay. It's only a year after Famicom Wars. Yeah. Sorry, I can't read tonight. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else to say, though. There's a demo out there you can play if you want to play it. I really like it, and, you know, I want to play through the campaign. I'd love to play online. It's just, you know, it is fun online, but it's also time-consuming. You know, a game's going to take a while, especially if you've got four people playing. Oh, yeah. So by the time we got we got into our game for the, the game night match... We played like an hour with four of us, so it, it takes a while. And I know a lot of the other guys who were trying to host the games for it were having a lot of problems playing this online. They were dropping constantly huh. or freezing. I never had that that much of a stability issue, but when we had practiced the night before, I was playing with Philip J. Fry and uh, Symphonia Sam, and Sam dropped. like He lost his connection. And we made it through the entire match game night without dropping. But then as soon as like the game was done and I exited back to the title screen, my PS3 froze. Jeez. Oh, so, yeah, I think there's some online issues that I don't know if they're going to iron out or not. I know like a couple of guys were pretty much getting fed up and ready to give up because they couldn't even play like more than a couple rounds in a game. Wow. Yeah, so overall, I'm probably going to give this one a B- because it's a good, if a bit lackluster remake that it sounds like it has a few technical issues. But if you like strategy games, I do highly recommend picking this up. It is very good. And especially if you're a fan of the original, definitely pick it up. You're going to love it. Yeah. That's oh, cool. I'm, I'm glad they made the remake. Mm-hmm. All right. So titles that we heard about for a while, uh, the Pinball Heroes titles for PSP, uh, you get four tables. And it's kind of interesting how they did it. You can actually buy one of the, these tables separately for, I think it's three ninety nine each. I'm not sure what the package is, but uh, the cool thing is if you have more than one table uh, on the PSP, it'll, it'll all be selectable through the one interface. You don't have to exit out of one to go to the other one. Uh, it's all off the, off the one front end. Um, so I'll just go down the tables. Uh, you've got an Uncharted table, uh, one based on pain, one based on Hot Shots Golf, and one based on high-velocity bowling. Um, I I like these overall. Uh, they're not like these super awesome pinball simulations. If you've ever played an NBA like '09 or NBA '10 on the PSP, it's essentially the same engine as as the side games that they have for pinball. Uh, but they're definitely better than the ones in NBA '10. First off, the pain table. I think the pain table is is actually one of the better ones for just things going on. But the layout's a little wrong and. You tend to lose the ball a lot. The Uncharted table, I actually really like. It, it, it'll kind of remind you a little bit of the Eldorado table on Zen Pinball, 
there's no voice work, which kind of sucks. I was kind of ho- hoping to hear Nor- Nola North a little bit or something. Uh, but it, it's a neat table. It's got some cool stuff that's going on. But again, a little simple. Uh, you know, you're talking to somebody that's very used to playing uh, the Williams Collection and the Gottlieb Collection, where they're true pinball machines and have so many things going on. Uh, but the Uncharted table is laid out pretty well. It's 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 fun to play. The um, the Hot Shots Golf Table is a lot of fun. They they actually that's the one that kind of crosses that line into digital pinball completely, where it'll actually change the the wind direction like it does in the real game. So there's these arrows on the table that point in different directions, and if the ball hits it, it kind of shoots at that direction a little bit. So it's, it's kind of like having magnets in the in the table or something. But the Hot Shots Golf hmm. one is fun. It's got a neat little mini game in the middle where it's like a putting green and everything else. Uh, again, it, you know they've got some some real voices and everything else from from the real game. Uh, quite good. The one that I really got hooked on though was the high velocity bowling one. Uh, first off, the style is great, which I always I'm a very big fan of high velocity bowling. I think it's a phenomenal game, but. It's it's just laid out different. It's not a traditional pinball game in some respects where you launch the ball, it comes down, and you actually have the pin sweeper in front of a bunch of pins. So you have to hit it three times, and it goes up in, you know, into the rack. And then it's almost like those old games where you had the metal puck that you would slide down the wooden table, and you would uh, try to hit these oh, yeah. the pins that would flip up. So it's kind of like that. You have to try to hit the pinball into a spot where you get a strike. And it actually keeps your your ten frame score right on the table. So you, you do that, and and you're trying to play like a regular game of of, of pinball, or I mean of, of bowling. Uh, there's some little side stuff, like there's a jukebox over to the side that you can break into, and and it'll it'll kind of do a, a cool bonus item for you. Uh, there's also a, a ramp on the left side that if you shoot up from that, it'll uh, turn on a hook ball. Uh, what do you call it? You know, a thing that pops out of the table. So if you hit that, it'll pretty much hook it into you getting a strike almost every time. Hmm. So it, it's kind of neat. I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on, and the music's really good. Uh, the high-velocity bowling table, for me, I, I just really got hooked onto that one the most. Uh, all four, and this is why they don't have, they're, they're not a minis title. All four actually have, have online leaderboards. So you can register, and it'll actually, since you're using your PSN login... Uh, it'll actually put your PSN name up for the name. Uh, for like high velocity bowling, I think I'm ranked like 41st right now, out of a few wow. thousand. Yeah, so I, I kicked ass on that one last night. So they've all got online leaderboards, you know. And it was kind of funny because because our, our our buddy Christian was asking me my opinion on it. I wrote a lot out to him, and there's a couple big problems, especially if you're on the PSP Go. Uh, first off, you you can't hit select to go vertical. So this actually does have a camera that will take the full screen, you know, sideways on the regular PSP yeah, see that. lengthwise. And you can't do that on the go, of course, because the controls are on the side. So that's the first problem. But here's even the bigger problem. When you get to multi-ball, it automatically zooms the table all the way out so that you can see the whole thing. And on the go's little screen and your the way you're oriented, you can barely see it. I mean, it, hmm. it's almost impossible to see the balls. Another reason not to buy a go. Yeah, well, for this for this game, yeah, you're, you're very correct. So those are those are my biggest complaints about it. Uh, you know, it doesn't have the the greatest ball physics in the world. It works. Uh, I was having a problem on the Hot Shots golf table where the ball actually seemed to jump every now and then. It wasn't because of the wind. 
Uh, the ball just seemed to jump. Uh, I didn't see it a lot, but it happened. The flippers work really well, the interaction with the flippers, although every now and then you get the devil's crush effect where it seems like the ball kind of sticks to the end of the flipper and, and flies down. The, the biggest problem I have with these is the pricing. Uh, you know, they're $3.99 a piece, and, I, and like I said, I can't remember what the bundle price is, but what kills the pricing on these games, and I'm going to qualify this a little bit as well, is the fact that you can get the, 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 the Pinball Hall of Fame Gottlieb collection on the PSN store for, I think it's 10 bucks, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a great collection, albeit with some bugs, but it's a great collection of some great Gottlieb pinball machines. The thing that I like about Pinball Heroes is the fact that it's a lot easier to load up. You can load it up, play it for 5 or 10 minutes, and boom, you're done. So in terms of just you know flipping it open and playing it for a couple of minutes, Pinball Heroes does what it needs to do. You know, it's it's really tough, but I think right now I'm gonna give give it a C plus. Mm. But I think the newer tables are gonna probably up it a little bit, and I hope maybe maybe they'll see that the pricing structure needs to change a little bit. And if that happens, I would probably change my score. Uh, I just okay. think that it's a little bit prohibitive in, in spots. And, uh, I mean, it's very approachable, and, it, and it's very easy to grab onto it. But I think the, for the pinball geek in me, it's just really tough to say, oh, yeah. this is a great one. When the, and, and like I said, the biggest thing that, that's really an obstacle here is the fact that the Gottlieb collection's out there for $10, uh, which is a great collection. So, yeah, yeah I think I'm going to stick with that's, that. That is kind of what it comes down to, though. Like, this is... If you're a casual pinball fan who isn't going to be a stickler for the physics and stuff, you might get more out of these, especially if you'd like to see like an Uncharted table or something. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm not a hardcore pinball nerd by any means, but I've played some damn good digital pinball games. Yeah. And it's easy to see the difference between a good one and a bad one for me now. And I mean, I've barely touched these games, so I'm not even going to go in, you know, I can't comment on how good I think they are. Right. But it just sounds like it's not all there, really. And, and it might be a little too pricey for what they're offering. Right. Um, I would say if you're thinking about getting one just to have on your PSP, which isn't a bad idea, I would really recommend either the Uncharted or especially the the high-velocity bowling table. I, I don't know what it is, but I really love that bowling table because the one thing they have done is they've kind of crossed that line between minigame or metagame compared to pinball directly and the bowling mm-hmm. game i think really pulls that out where you're trying to actually bowl a real game with the, with this pinball the uncharted one i think it, it just has a lot of character and is is quite infectious i think the hot shots golf one is good but there's just not enough going on to keep you interested and like i said well, do they have like do they have quotes and stuff from the games in them um the hot shots golf one has a couple little quotes in it uncharted i don't think i've heard any voice in whatsoever uh, the bowling uh-huh. one has voice from the game, and so does the... Well, the pain one, yeah, the pain one has voice as well, and it's all from the game. Uh, so it's neat that they're using the real assets and everything, but the pain one has so much promise. I mean, there's really, there's a couple of different ramps, there, there's a lot of assets from the regular game, and good sound effects and everything else, but where it falls short is the ball just loves those side channels and loves to go straight down the middle way too much. So I think they mm-hmm. need to tweak the bumpers a little bit so that they... You know, they bounce at different angles, things like that. So, I, I honestly, I think the layout in terms of the mechanics is the worst one on the on pain. Hmm. But I, I just, I, I honestly, I, I got to the bowling one and I played that the most out of any of them. I just really glommed onto that one and, and had a blast. 
So, nice. Yeah. So there you go. Give it a try. I mean, if you want to try one, I would say the bowling or Uncharted if you want more traditional. But it's kind of cool because it's like Eldorado where they have like the little missions. So you'll set off a mission like, okay, get to get to this cave and you know do that or do this. So it's very similar to Eldorado in those ways. Cool. Yeah, it's neat. All right. Well, uh, before we go, well, we got the emails and everything too. But you want to do the giveaways? Yeah, we're not first? going nowhere. You want to do the emails first or the uh, giveaway stuff? Yeah, let's do even more contesty goodness. Oh, and by the way, the I, I actually have all these packed up games ready to go, and they're all going out Friday. So, uh, the Warhawks, the Little Big Planet game of the year, the Warriors Scratch Two. Uh, I think all the games, I, I've just got them all, like all these bubble wrap envelopes downstairs with games in them. So I'm addressing them hmm. still, and they're all going out Friday morning. Well, I got boxes of uh, extra life prizes here, and I don't have addresses to send them to. Yeah, I Bitch. know. I know. It'd be nice if I'm home once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame Torgo, people. It is my fault. It is. I haven't been home. All right, <laughs> so we'll we'll get those sent out as soon as we can because I've got everything ready to go. Just need addresses. Yeah, because yeah, I need email addresses to send the vouchers out to too. So I, I'll I'll get on it. All right. Uh, thanks to both Hudson Entertainment and D Three Publisher and one of our very faithful listeners, we have more stuff to give away to you guys. We're gonna Woo! call this our Holiday Palooza giveaway because I just <laughs> made that up. Uh, the holidays are coming, and one of these contests should be some nice stocking stuffers if you have any younger gamers in your household or if you happen to be fans of the subject matter. But we're going to start out first with uh, Hudson's new PSP game, Creature Defense. They are giving us two voucher codes to give away for it. What we're going to do here is like we did for Military Madness. We'll have a little trivia question, just one this time. Uh, this one will be a little easier. So you can email that to us at podcast at psnation.org. The question is, what Sony franchise did Hudson collaborate with to include three new characters in Creature Defense? Mm. So email that to us with the title Creature Defense Contest. You have yes. to have that in the subject line. Uh, and for those who don't know, Creature Defense is a new tower defense game for PSP that I think was ported from the iPhone. Huh. Uh, but the gimmick to this one is that it kind of combines like tower defense with a like a collectible card game where you've got cards with all sorts of creatures and different things on them. I haven't actually gotten a chance to play it yet, but I was looking forward to this one, especially because I'm a big fan of like collectible card games. So this should be kind of neat. <coughs> so send that to us. And yeah, 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 your mom. Uh, well, I'll post that on the site, too, in case you uh, didn't catch any of that because I'm rambling. Um, <laughs> next up, we, we're getting a very large pile of games to give away from D3 Publisher. Nice. Uh, if you've got any little gamers in your household, these will make great gifts for them. Uh, we're going to split it up here because they gave us a lot. So we're going to split it up between the podcast and I will give the rest away on, uh, the forums and Twitter. So this, but we'll, we'll get to those on the forums and Twitter. So you can just pay yeah. attention to that if you want. But what we're giving away on the podcast itself are two copies of Astro Boy based off the new movie, okay. one for PS2 and one for PSP, a copy of Ben 10 for PS2, and three copies of Secret Saturdays, one for PS2 and two for PSP. Wow. Uh, to get it entered, we're not going to split them up specifically per game. We're just going to have like a regular drawing for them. But if you want to win them, 
send us a email with the subject line D3 contest and answer the question, what gamer on your holiday gift list are you trying to win these for? And yes, you yourself can be a valid answer. But if you're not a fan of these franchises, that just makes you greedy. And we'll make fun of you for it. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> uh, we'll get that posted on the site, too. Uh, and finally, thanks to listener DJ Toka. He has donated a 30-day gift certificate for Gamefly to give away. Now, uh, if you don't know, Gamefly is that game rental or internet-based game rental service where you basically ship games to you, kind of like Netflix, but for games. Uh, I believe this is only valid in the United States. I don't think they go outside the United States yet, even into Canada, no, they don't. but I'm not. It's okay. U.S. only. So, U.S. only. So, realize that, people. Uh, oh, I didn't even actually come up with a question for this. How should we give it away? <laughs> um, send an email to podcast at psnation.org with the subject line Gamefly Contest and tell us what name Zaku Pilot said I had to use at the LAN party over the weekend. Very good. That was an awesome, awesome question. I can't believe I just came up with that. Yeah, you aren't as drunk as I am. That's probably true <laughs> uh, that's badass so there you go people three contests for you to enter you Jeez. can actually enter all of them we're not going to limit it so feel free giddy uh, yeah there you go happy holidays happy holidays oh wait we, we have our one song though I mean can't this work for Christmas and, and uh, <laughs> Jewish holidays and Kwanzaa and all kinds of things? Doesn't it work for all of them? I would think it works for all of them. Jeebus's birthday, so... See? <laughs> well, someone was asking what, what the song is. I should just put this up on the site, because somebody wants to use it for their uh, ringtone, which is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> the name that I see on there is Las Mañanitas, but I'll, I'll put it up on the site somehow. I'll put it up on psnation.org. So that you can download nice. it, because apparently it's royalty free. It's 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 our non-denominational royalty free holiday birthday gift giving uh, song of of ages. So yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I love that song. Sorry. All right, on to emails and voicemail. How about that? Oh, if we have to. All right. Well, do you want me to read the first one? Yeah. Okay. This is from Bergtoad67, and he says, uh, Hey guys, I'm a first-time emailer, and I have a question that's been bugging me for a while. Uh, my question is, if there is any way to change a sub account on the PSN to a master account, it really sucks because it, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you have a sub, uh, a sub account, you can't use things like Home or the new Facebook integration. Just wanted to get your thoughts because I don't really want to make a new account. And lose all my trophies. Yo. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Love the show. Sorry about the long email. That wasn't long. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any way to convert that. I There isn't. Yeah. I've actually looked into this. And I meant to brush up on it before answering this, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> when I bought Jess her PS3 for her birthday... I had originally set her up as a sub account on my PS3. And I mean, for no real good reason, just because, oh, well, I'm the main account, so she can be a sub account. 
not really realizing what eventually that would entail, but no, you cannot switch it. Like you will have to create a new one if you want to be a main account, which really blows. And uh, I wish they could fix that, but apparently they can't. Uh, As far as home goes though, you can still use home on a sub account. And this was what I was going to look up. Just do some creative Googling and you should be able to find it. And uh, if you still can't email us back, but when you go under the parental controls, now if I'm, I'm trying to do this from memory and my memory is kind of full of alcohol right now. A little foggy and smells of alcohol. Exactly. Uh, what you have to do, go under the parental controls, and I think there's a thing that says something like parental controls off, but yeah. what you want to do is actually turn that on. I don't know why. It seems like the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. But what if for whatever reason you turn that on and you set the age limit to like as high as it can go, then you can use home on the sub account. I that don't make, know if that. You know what? That makes that? sense. That makes sense because they're probably looking for like a flag that says that the parental controls are enabled. So you're enabling them, but you're just allowing it. Right. That actually kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I don't know how that works for Facebook. Um, if there isn't even like a Facebook login thing under the sub account, I'm assuming that you're pretty much SOL and can't use it with that. So there you go. But Facebook trophies apparently annoy everybody anyway. Although I just say, who needs trophy watch when you got Facebook integration? No kidding. You can show your e-penis to everybody. Damn right. Yeah. I turned mine off though. Cause it was just like randomly throwing shit up there. Cause my trophies are messed up. You know, I, I haven't been able to sync my account since I up, did the last update no I, th- I think i know what it is it's gravity crash what? oh really yeah because gravity crash installed the trophies but you can't get any of them damn you gravity crash <laughs> damn you just add water yeah, what if I, we delete it will it work uh i don't think so until we install the actual version of uh, the the retail one son of a bitch because you know you Stuart. can't you <laughs> Stuart. um because you can't delete games off your trophy list once they're on there you know so yeah yeah damn shake oh, well. on a boy damn you stupid <laughs> uh, uh yeah so i well, we'll be fine tomorrow or today when they're listening to this so yeah. the game comes out so on to the next email oh, next wait, one, one is f- what'd you send this for because he has a question too. oh yeah yeah all right yeah uh this one is from zaren who also sent us a pile of Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta keys to give uh, away. Hells yeah, and I've been giving them away all day, so thanks to you, sir. Hell Trophy yeah. to you, my friend. I don't know where you got them, but thank you. And I think everybody who got one thanks you, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, he does ask, though, all PSN games out there don't have any kind of story. Why? Most of the games are good, but they don't have anything that will pull me back into playing it. Well, a few of them do. Quest for Booty does. Yeah, and there's a couple. Yeah. My take on it, though, is that, like, kind of like Xbox Live Arcade, too, is that these are essentially supposed to be, like, arcade kind of games where it's based around gameplay and not a narrative. Right. I don't want to sit through basically... a bunch of cutscenes on a downloadable game. I just want to get in there and kick ass. Yeah, and, like, that's why a lot of them have, like, score leaderboards and stuff like that, because it's kind of going by that old-school arcade thought process or whatever. <laughs> um I mean, it's bite-sized entertainment. You're, some of them you can play for hours, but a lot of them you're, you play in short spurts and try to get your, your score onto the leaderboard. So, you know, think of it even like old NES games or something where the, the only story you got was out of the instruction booklet and the rest was all game. 
know, if you want a hardcore story, play an RPG. That's well, my take yeah, on it. Ex- no, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Well, let's mm-hmm. do our one and only voicemail for the week. Um, Puma Oblivion left this one, but it was like it kept cutting out every 10 seconds. So couldn't use it this week. Also, I think he was talking about something we already talked about. So, All right. Uh, this is our first voicemail we're going to use off of our new Google Voice number. So uh, <laughs> this is from Michael. So this is Michael. Um, so a quick question for you guys. Shouldn't be that long. Um, it's just, um, will you get Uncharted 2 for Modern Warfare 2? Because I have to pick one of the two games and I can't get both. can't buy both. I have to pick one of them. So which one would you guess guys get? I'm playing Call of Duty 4 online right now. I'm on level 39. And I just recently finished Uncharted 1. So which game would you guys get? Thanks. Keep up. Good work. Wow. If I can only get one, would I get Uncharted 2 or would I get Modern Warfare 2? Wow. Uh, you get World of Warcraft? <laughs> Ew. Uh, wow. I, to be honest, I think I'd get Uncharted 2. Me too. Uh, just because it's got a better single player experience and surprisingly the uh, multiplayer is really goddamn good and yeah, I, I kind of proved that during Extra Life because I just kept going back to it over and over and over, and so, over and over and over. But I mean, both are good. It, you know, if if you've played COD Four and you've gone Prestige a couple times and you liked what you were getting out of the multiplayer, definitely go to Modern Warfare Two. Man, Uncharted Two, the multiplayer is so much fun. Yeah. It, it's surprisingly See, here's, good. Here's my take on it. They're both excellent games. Like you said, Uncharted 2 has a much stronger and longer single-player experience. Now, the thing is, as cool as and good as Uncharted 2 mul- Uncharted 2's multiplayer is, I don't think people are going to be playing it as long as they are going to be playing it playing uh, Modern Warfare 2. So I, th- you know, I'm not saying it's going to like die off, but yeah, yeah. I think you'll find f- I think you'll find fewer games like say in six months in Uncharted 2, depending how they support it with DLC than you would in Modern Warfare 2, where I think you could even pick up Modern Warfare 2 a year from now and still find like a really strong community playing it. It's, it's so a great I think point. You, I think you should pick up Uncharted 2 now and like play as much of that as you can. Then once you know you can pick up Modern Warfare 2 cheap, used, or whatever, get it then, and people will still be playing it. Yeah, that's, that, yeah I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I love both of them. I, I honestly do. Uh, and I'm going to be playing a lot more Modern Warfare 2 in in the short term, uh, well, actually, with the Battlefield, man, there's so much mag and the Battlefield Bad, Bad Company Two beta, and oh god, this is just killing me. Um, mm-hmm. But I could easily go back to Uncharted Two anytime. I mean, somebody could just say, "Let's go play Uncharted Two. Sure, let's go. You know, I still want to play through the co-op. Never got around to doing that at Extra Life, so there's there's more that I want to play. Me All too. right, from uh, from our buddy Assassinus. Uh, He says, hey guys, it's your friend and longtime listener, Assassinus. I wanted to write in to find out if everyone experienced the same shock as I did. I know that Assassin's Creed 2 is no Modern Warfare 2, but to see the stark difference in pre-order event hoopla was shocking. At my local GameStop, there were about 400 people in line for the pre-order of Modern Warfare 2. Actually, I think we had more at the one I was at. It was huge. Uh, and only 60 in line for Assassin's Creed 2. 
Did you guys experience the same thing, or was it just my area? On a side note, has the PS3 Online gotten more like Xbox Live? I have had more of the assassinous remarks of late. Like, seriously, has the education system in America failed that bad that simple Latin, assassin, us, can't be recognized? Or are we getting overcome with douchebags? I think a lot of both. Uh, By the way, you guys, Glenn, always talk about how great Sailor Jerry's is. And how, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no, I no, Mark talk talks about Sailor Jerry, too. It's Mark's fault that I drink Sailor Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get- oh, oh, ex- except for this. What? Uh, Finish the sentence. Oh, yeah, this is fucked up. And how you love to have it with grape soda. That ain't us. No, it's, no, that was Sam. Symphonia Sam. Yeah. And Trick, well, he got Trick Man to try it and saw that it was terrible. Although and we did talk it about it on the terrible. live show. Yeah. But it is terrible, unless you're already drunk. It's That's horrible. what we discovered. It is. It's horrible. It's really bad. Oh, no, that vodka was really bad with that Fago stuff, too. Ugh. Yeah, that, too. Uh, thanks, Jesse, for ruining really good vodka. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, for a while, I've been searching for it here in Miami, but couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, then this past Halloween, my girlfriend and I went to Key West for Fantasy Fest, which was fuck- was a fucking blast. To my surprise, Sailor Jerry's is huge in the Keys. I found myself drinking that and grape bombs, grape vodka, and Red Bull. That might actually Ooh, be good. That actually sounds good. We'll have to try that next time I come down. The whole week. Yeah. I even picked up three bottles to bring back. You have converted me. Nice. P.S. I've included some pics from Fantasy Fest so that you can see why I believe it was so great. The first pick is of my girlfriend and I. The rest are for your amusement. Damn? <laughs> yeah. By the way, he's wearing a fucking Flint Tropics uniform for and with this big fro. He's coffee black. I love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Let's get tropical, baby. And your girlfriend's hot. I mean that with the utmost respect and uh, jealousy. Yeah. Don't tell my wife I said that. Yeah. Ask her if uh, she's got any hot friends like that that like fat guys. Just wondering. Like the the ones who are wearing nothing but body paint in the next pictures? Yeah, the oh, next man. Picture. Not safe for work. Jesus. <laughs> God. Wow. All right. Yeah, I don't think we can put those on the site, so... Uh, no, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, so Assassin's Creed 2, we actually, neither of us picked that up, did we? No. Ricky's bringing it down this weekend. Ricky Duty's coming to visit. So I'll, I'll just play a little bit of it. Because I'm, I'm curious. He- I, yeah. I hated the first one. So did I. Uh, I'm hearing so, very good things, though. They they completely changed the mission structure. So it's if if this is a good thing, it's more like Grand Theft Auto 4, where it's intertwined with the story more. So you don't have the same thing over and over where you, know, you go and investigate, you know, do this, do that, rinse and repeat. So I'm hearing really good things about it, and the graphics apparently are very close on both systems, so there's not that you know problem to worry about. Uh, so I, I guess the really big problem is uh, some of the control issues, like when you're running across rooftops, sometimes he sticks to things he's not supposed to stick to and vice versa, but you're going to have that. It's just like mm-hmm. infamous kind of. Yeah. I don't know. The, the hype level is just crazy how different it was, because the first one was hyped to death, yeah, and this one came out. I mean, it was still hyped, but not nothing like any of the other big games this year. Well, Morgan the Manjo went to Italy to talk about it. Well, that's great. Did there she? You go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought on that joke. Holy shit! <laughs> Did she crush any, any any gondolas with her huge jaw? No. Sure, that works. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for the picks, buddy. You bastard. Yeah. I'm going to be say What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Jerry for the win. All right. Read the next one, drunkie. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. This one is from Ryan B, aka XX Red Max X, or is it XX Red Ma XX? Uh, I'd go with Red Ma. Yeah. All, all yeah. I know is with with all those X's, he's extreme. <laughs> he probably drinks Mountain Dew. <laughs> all right. Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. Ew. Yeah, okay, that's enough making fun of our listeners. I know. Uh, hey, guys. I hope the Extra Life thing went okay. It sure did. How much Red Bull did you buy? A lot. <laughs> Just wanted to say I was playing Warhawk with you guys. I got on and swear I saw your PSN. Well, that would that's be Torgo's. Possible. Yeah. I guess I didn't play. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. Number one, my six-axis controller has gotten the analog stick of death thingy, where it is stuck in forward. If I send it back to Sony, will they replace it? It's just literally a week out of warranty. Uh, if it's out of warranty, I would say no. Plus, they're if you're probably with six going axis, to charge come on, you. Man, come to the future, DualShock Three, baby. Yeah, like I, I do question if you mean six access or if it's like a DualShock Three six access. Yeah. So yeah, if it's out of warranty, you're after. You can try to fix it yourself, though. Can you? I don't know how to do that. Um, I've seen it online. I would just Google it. Okay, Google's your friend. That's my ass, other ass point of the week. Google is your friend. Number two, I recently heard of the new Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta hitting in December or November. For people that pre-ordered, will this be an open beta? I got the impression it was. Well, since it came out this week, yes. No, it's not an open beta. It is kind uh, no, it's not an open beta. You have to have a voucher for it, so you can either get it from someone like us, or you can uh, get it from pre-ordering the game. There. Torgo answered it. Don't listen to me. Number three. The other day, my 60-gig launch PS3 got a dreaded yellow light. No! I jumped up I jumped up and switched it off on the back and turned it on again. It worked. Does this mean my PS3 is on its way out, or should I have it fixed? Uh, it's probably not a good sign. You know what? It, Mine did that two years ago. Did it? Yeah. It yellow lighted on me, and I turned it off, turned it back on after about 30 seconds, and I've never had a problem since. Well, that's good. I'm not saying this so, is going to happen with this one, but it is. it does happen. Yeah. What it means is you should take all precautions and get a hard drive and back up your system ASAP. Immediately. Yes. Now you're going to be screwed if uh, there's lock save files for games and they send, if you like, you end up do having to send it for repairs and they either modify the same system and send it back or send you a different system back, you're not going to be able to carry over those lock saves, which is everybody's huge gripe with Sony right now, including mine. But if they send you the exact same system back, you'll be okay and you can restore everything. So good luck. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah, back that sucker up, and hopefully the day never comes. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, we did, we actually just got an email with another question, like, just now. So let's read it. Okay. we got time. I'll read it. Because uh, this is from T3H Jake, one of our uh, raffle winners. I think he won multiple times, if I remember right. Uh, he says, hey, PS Nation, the holidays are rapidly approaching, and it's that time of year to start throwing together a wish list to spend all of my Christmas money and Best Buy gift cards on. Anyway, I was thinking of using a lot of my money to buy a PSP, but I'm not sure what kind. I really want a PSP Go, but I've never had a PSP before, so I don't have any UMDs. Okay. I also like the idea of having 14 gig built into the system. 
The pocket-friendly size is nice as well because I would probably use it a lot around campus. On the other hand, a 3000 costs quite a bit less, maybe, and has the same features and functions. With the exception of carrying around a bigger piece of hardware, plenty of UMDs, and possibly a couple pricey memory sticks, they're basically the same. I'd prefer the Go because everything is built in from the start, unlike the 3000, where I'd probably have to go out and buy every game and every accessory for it. Another big problem is price. Sure, I'm perfectly willing to pay the hefty sum of $250, goddammit, Sony, if I know I'm getting going to get a better uh, experience out of it, but I'm afraid it will seem like a waste of money when I could have just bought the older model. Tell me what you think I should do because I'm an indecisive bastard. Love the show, guys. Keep up the awesome work. TE3H Jake. P.S. You'd better get Media Molecule on the show to ask about more level packs for the Little Big Planet or else. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, he is kind of one of those people that the Go would actually work for. Um, and mm-hmm. also on the whole thing with price and the 3000 you got to remember those memory sticks cost a little bit more. And to go up to 16 gig, you're going to be almost even with what the Go costs. It is. So, True. Eh, the, the, and that's one thing I do like about the Go is that you can put another 16 in and essentially get like 30 gig of storage. Um, yeah. Yeah, I you know it's one of those things. You're at that point where the go actually makes more sense than most people. No, it's true. And if you don't care about paying the higher price, then I would say go for the go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's a better designed system. Like it I think is it, easier to carry around. And yeah, the controls are better. It's smaller. It's easier to carry around. And it, it, honestly, if you don't care about the price, do it. But don't forget that you're also going to be typically paying more for games you can download off the PSN than you would for like a used in-store copy. Yeah. Now, if you're going to buy stuff brand new, that's kind of a moot point because you're going to be paying the same amount. And don't like look at the back catalog of games and see what you want to play because there's a lot of stuff that still isn't available on PSN. Right. So if there's games that you want to play that are not in that list, then you may be better off with like a 3000 also, uh, you know, you get the 16 gig card for your PSP 3000. You can still download those games to the 3000. They're on your account. So if you ever decided you want to go to a Go and even sell the PS3 PSP 3000, you could, tr- you know, that all works on your Go. So you could always mm-hmm. download the stuff to that later. Um, I don't know. It, it's I have been playing my Go a lot lately, just because of the downloadable titles that we've gotten from, you know, Sony and the ones we bought and that kind of thing. And I'm I'm very happy with it. Uh, you know, Little Big Planet runs great on the go, and uh, it's Gran Turismo runs great on the go, and and like I said, the the ones that really suck are the pinball games because you can't do the the vertical screen. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah, but I have been using it a lot lately. I actually can't wait to have Gravity Crash on that screen. But uh, I, I think you're good either way. Seriously. Uh, but it really depends on how much you think you're going to be carrying it around. And that and that's the biggest thing. I, it, it's it's honestly almost the exact same size as an iPhone, just a little bit thicker. Uh, but if you do get a Go or a three thousand, get sc- screen protectors for it right away. Yeah, I've already screwed my two thousand screen. Oh. I, never put one on. I think you're good either way, though, dude. Seriously, um, I really like my three thousand because I have an extended battery on it and I have a really big memory stick. You know, but uh, like I said, you don't have any old stuff. The Go is not a bad idea for you right now, because like mm-hmm. I said, when you by the time you buy a memory stick for the for the three thousand and everything else, it's going to essentially be the same price. 
It's just you don't get a game with it like you do in the bundle for the 3000 Yeah. So there you go. And we better get Media Molecule on the show, huh? <laughs> We've had him on once. Sort of. Sort of. Andrew did it, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can check into it. We're, we're actually getting no SCEE pretty well now. That's true. So there you go. All right. I think we're done. Yay. Yay. Sleep. Yeah, sleepy time for you. Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta for me, I think. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Uh, hopefully the SOCOM interview is at least enjoyable to some of you. We'll be back to our regular schedule next week. So, uh, you know, she'll be out on Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what is the date next Thursday? Oh, December. Fuck, December already? So it'll be out December 3rd. Yeah. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoy Gravity Crash. Go out and buy it. Seriously, it's a great game. I, I honestly do love it. Uh, so check that game out. Check all the other stuff out. Did you see that one new beat up coming out tomorrow? Yeah, I'm actually very curious about that. The Me Revenge too. of the Wounded Dragons or something. Yeah, that looks cool. Looks Side like a double dragon beat em up. clone. Yeah, and it looks better than that Legend of the Tiger or whatever was out a oh, while right. back. That game was mediocre. I played the demo of that on 360. I was not impressed. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, uh, um, I'm really looking forward to trying that one out. Yeah. Also, I have confirmed that we are, well, maybe not... 100% for sure, but we will most likely be getting the localization team for Sakura Wars for PS2 in for uh-huh. an interview in the next couple of weeks. That's coming from NIS America, and for those who know their old Japanese imports, this is uh, the newest sequel in the Sakura Taizen series that used to be out for uh, Sega Saturn and Dreamcast in Japan that never made it to America before. So I'll be putting up a thread on VGEvo.com or forums there to get questions from you guys. I'm probably expecting not to get a whole lot just because not many people are going to be familiar with this one. So if you have questions, please post them. Yeah, definitely. Pretty cool. Of course, this will be one of those where I won't know what the hell to ask. Exactly. So, so everybody needs to feed me good questions to ask these guys. So get on it. Marquee, yep. I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's on PS2, so you can still play it. And we. <laughs> you can play it in your Wii. <laughs> All right, well, uh, hopefully everybody will have a fun Thanksgiving. If you're not in the U.S., well, bite me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, I'm so looking forward to Thanksgiving. I, I'm not a big holidays guy, but my Aunt Carol, I talk about this every year, my Aunt Carol is the best cook in the world, and, uh, yeah, I cannot wait. So I'm just I'm just jittery right now. I want the food so bad. So And plus the Packers play on Thursday against the Detroit Lions. This is old school, baby. It's old school. Yay. Shut up. <clears throat> you just shut your, your trap, your hole. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, hopefully some of my WDT, WDT buddies are listening. WDT for life. And, uh, yeah. Oh, also, check out the Gamers Only Older episode for Extra Life. It's, it's quite amusing. They... Uh, recorded for five minutes every hour of extra life and you get to hear this this gradual deterioration of of their minds you get to hear hear mark and i talking at at hour 22 so it's pretty funny too but uh check Mm -hmm. that out it's 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 a really good listen and uh yeah uh actually we might even be talking to the guys from urgent fury pretty soon urgentfury.com uh we're actually kind of doing this little cross thing for socom so we'll see what happens uh but been talking to Shane quite a bit from over there. So, all right, we're out of here. We're 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 
we're mumbling and shit, so we're out. Meh. Meh. Get some Meh. sleep, Mark. You guys get out there, play some games. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> My dad got a little drunk. There were signs, hip cocks out, the eyes unshift, you know. He turned red. Very simple. You're Irish, you get drunk, you turn red. What? It's a physiological signal we developed years ago in case there's a sudden insurrection against the British. We know who not to give loaded firearms to. <laughs> I'm tired of the oppression. We're charging the palace. Seamus. Ah, oh, Christ, you're red. Kimmy. Ah, oh, fuck, you're red, too. Ah, screw. We do it next week. Give me a Guinness, boys. <laughs> Wait a minute. Time out. Everybody write a poem. <laughs> About what happened here today when the lousy Brits made us too drunk to fight. <laughs> I went back to Ireland two summers ago, had a great time, went over to Scotland, performed at the Edinburgh Festival, fulfilled a lifelong dream of being heckled in Gaelic. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dana Gould from America. Fight you! Fat ye? Uh, fat ye, good tea your knees, but I'm at it, you bastard. Everything over there ends in a strangled bastard. And do you take this woman to be your lovely wedded wife? Ugh, I curse the and nini all my life. I love you, girl. Ugh, you bastard. Your man and wife, you flipping swords. <laughs> If there was any doubt in my mind that my father was not drunk, it was immediately erased when I heard his shit-faced phrase. Anybody who knows a career drinker, they all have a shit-faced phrase. With my dad, it's, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no! <laughs> Don't be honest today! I'll be honest with you. First of all, you're all right. I've been out here about a week now, and it's a little weird, but you're all right. But I think you should just be honest. You know, let's just say it. Shall we? For Christ's sakes. The Jews have all the money. What? What did I say? What? The Jews got all the money, the blacks got all the sports and music, the fucking Japs got everything, you plug into the goddamn wall that lights up and buzzes. The only thing left for regular white people is storm drainage. That's all we have. And don't think the fucking Polacks don't want to get their greasy hands on that. My father will invent racial hatreds I did not know existed. He'll hear him watching the news. Oh, Jesus, there go the Belgians again. Don't get me started. They're worse than the Burmese. Belgians are just Burmese with hangovers. (laughs) 
I was so furious at what happened. I was just so livid that everything didn't go exactly as I planned. I called my brother Kevin. Kevin, you're not going to believe this. Dad just got at dinner. He just got drunk and started mouthing off. Yeah, so? What's your point? Ah, click. Not a very close-knit group. Gould family crest is five lions watching television, not speaking to each other. Move your head in Latin on a banner. Avanti to crania.